Love Talk Radio. Witches. My name is Raina Starr. Dorian Wallace has the night off. Welcome to the first of our triple header. Uh, tonight we have the amazing Talzin Govannon. Tomorrow at 1.30 we will be talking to the wonderful Lilith Dorsey. And then at 3 p.m. we will be talking with author Carrie Connor. And Talzin, this will pertain to you. Uh, she is the author of a book called Wake, Bake, and Meditate, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, I knew you'd laugh at that. Of course, being the first Friday of the month, uh, my guest tonight is Talison Govannon. Before I bring him on, I'd like to, of course, let you all know my disclaimer. Desperate House, which is not a GPG or even an R-rated show, so... If bad language, dirty talk, bodily functions, or anything else I might say might offend you, this may not be the show for you. But if you don't mind all that, fucking stay, because I'd love to have you. We haven't had Talzin on since March. Uh, It's been crazy. Again, we'll get to that in a minute. Got to thank the sponsor, do a little business. Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the one, the only, the incredible Dorothy Morrison, wickedwitchstudios.com. So, Today started their sale on mystery boxes. Dorothy Morrison does two types, two sizes of mystery boxes in her birth month, which is May. Uh, you can get a large one. You can get a small one. You can get one with a copy of her newly re-released, well, I don't think it's been re-released yet, but about to be re-released, Utterly Wicked. As you all have heard me say a million times, the best hexing book ever written, in my opinion. Anyway, if you need Dorothy's products shipped overseas, check out theangrycauldron.com, www.theangrycauldron.com, and get your mystery boxes from Dorothy as soon as you can, because a lot of the good shit runs out fast. So, I mean, well, it's all good shit, but there's extra special limited shit that runs out first. So www.wickedwitchstudios with an S dot com. All right. So last time we talked to Talzin Govannon was prior to the real release of the pandemic as far as we knew about it. Uh, last month or early this month, uh, we were going to have a show, but things were just crazy with our families and and. There's just all kinds of stuff going on. So let's get to it right now. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. the amazing Talzin Govannon. Yay. Hey, hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, here oh, in Ohio, uh, getting ready for, yeah, getting ready for my life to continue turning upside down. I want to fill everybody in on what's been going on over these last few months and why I am not one of the many bored people at this whole stay-at-home type thing right now. Because what happened mm-hmm. was, uh, in February, my mom, not long after I did the February show, my mom went into the yep. hospital to have a heart valve replaced. And it's, you know, it's incredible the way they do things these days. They don't have to crack your chest. They can go through your arteries. They can replace a main valve in your heart and have it be like in one day out the next day type of procedure. Uh, Well, one of the things that could have happened did happen. And that was a little piece of calcium got knocked loose and caused a stroke. And my mom's doing Mm -hmm. fine. You know, she's got, you know, she's got a little bit of short term memory issues and all that, but basically she couldn't live on her own anymore. So February into March was me scrambling to get my house ready for my mom to move in with my wife and my two children. And uh, we had three cats, and then one of our cats passed away while we were getting ready for my mom to move in. 
uh, really screeching. He had a blood clot that killed him. And so, and now we're getting ready to, we're trying to get my mom's house ready for sale. And then we're going to be probably adding on to this house to add more space. So while everybody else is like, man, all I got to do is sit and watch endless shows on Netflix. I'm over here going through like 50 years of stuff in my mom's house saying, yeah, it must be fucking nice. But, uh, but yeah, we're, we're keeping on, we're keeping on, we're getting stuff done. My wife's able to work from home, so she's been doing that. And, uh, oh, great. you know, the kids are going a little squirrely without going to see their friends, but uh, we're, we, we've been holding up okay here. Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to things calming down later on. Everybody else is looking forward to things picking up. I'm looking forward to things yeah. calming down. But, uh, that's, yeah. of course, also anybody who sees my Facebook knows that I just got my medical marijuana prescription and I went to a dispensary and my 16 year old brain inside my body is still mind blown over the fact that I've got a cash register receipt for my weed. But, uh, um, of course, so if you notice me cough a little bit, you know, it's, it's medicine, it's important. And it also, you know, yeah. always helps, you know, a spoonful of cannabis makes the, uh, makes the politics go down. So, yeah, I'm going without it. <laughs> I don't have the benefit of the medical marijuana to help the the, the politic insanity oh, I know. go down at all. I mean, when people ask, how have you been holding up during this whole COVID-19 thing? I'm like, weed, weed and coffee, weed and coffee. So we got a brand new Keurig. <laughs> We got a brand new Keurig, and that thing always has hot water in it. So literally, it's like put the pot in, push the button. Thirty seconds later, you got the perfect cup of coffee. And uh, me and my wife and both of my kids, we are all coffee fanatics. And right now, my kids are enjoying Cinnabon Delight K cup pot. So that's been the latest thing <laughs> over at uh, at our house. So. Uh, we've got plenty of coffee yeah. supplies. We literally we ordered off of Amazon, and we got something like almost 200 takeouts. So we're well stocked for a couple wow. of weeks. <laughs> yeah, I think a couple of weeks. Sure. Well, you know, I did the actual opposite. I got an ice machine because the refrigerator that we have does not have an ice maker, and I was fine as long as my office ice machine was working, but that conked out. So with my Trump bucks, I bought a few things yeah. and, you know, and, 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 you know, like I bought an air fryer, fabulous. I bought an ice machine, fantastic. You know, a couple of little things that I've wanted for a really long time for the house. That's all. Yeah, easy. That's what we've, been, we've been spending our Trump bucks on getting stuff ready for our camper uh, because there are some wonderful, you know, here's a little tip to people. Uh, you can always camp on the grounds of a U.S. national forest. That's considered owned by everybody. Uh, and that's one thing we're planning on doing in the month of June. My wife's going to be furloughed uh, the month of June. We're probably going to go and do some free camping in wild areas and get even farther away from everyone. Nice. Enjoy. That sounds great. Yeah, so we're getting stuff for the camper. And I'll tell you, I mean, Politics-wise, though, it's just incredible how things have calmed down politics-wise. I mean, you know, I'd say like 75, 80% of the Bernie fans on my Facebook list are all like, yeah, I'll vote for Joe Biden. I don't like to, but Trump is a fucking asshole. Um, and that kind well, of that's thing. That's a good sign. Yeah, it's that's a very positive. Good. Yeah, it's been very good. And it's just kind of like, um, and so I've been finding people, you know, I, I find a few dead-enders uh, doing shit, but the yeah. thing that lately that's been annoying me on social media are people being fucking idiots about COVID-19 with fucking conspiracy yeah. theories and shit like that going around. Um, oh, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, that's, that's what they're pissing me off more. I mean, this time four years ago, I was in the midst of battling the bros in a very pitched battle. But, I mean, Bernie Sanders came out and said that it would be irresponsible to not vote for Joe Biden. Uh, and that right there, that's yep. the kind of language I was looking for. That's the kind of strong, unequivocal, vote for the fucking guy, it's important statement that I wanted from Bernie. I wanted that from Bernie four years ago. I'll take it now. 
That's exactly what he needs right. to say. He needs to talk about voting is not about shopping to open gifts on Christmas morning. It's a responsibility. And he's trying to bring that home to his people. And AOC is coming out and saying, yes, we, uh, you know, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden. Uh, and I got to tell people something. Remember, the most important thing, if you want stuff like Medicare for all, if you want stuff like free college, what you got to do is vote for the people who are running for Congress who are going to pass those bills. Because the thing about Joe Biden is that he's the party guy. If a Democratic Congress passes Medicare for all, he is going to sign it. Passes free college, he is going to sign it. Even if he himself isn't convinced, he's going to be like, the, the representatives of the people have spoken, and, you know, my party has spoken, and he will go along with it. So it's like, you know, people say, well, Joe Biden's a tool. Sure, Joe Biden's a tool. And what do we do as a tool? We use it to get something accomplished. Use it. it may not be pretty, but it gets Very the job done. You know what I mean? So, and that's cool. really where we're at politics-wise. I mean, Trump is is... Trump is like at the bottom of a hole digging to see how much faster he can fill it up with water. Um, you know, he's at a race to the bottom. He's to the point where you're having multiple former Republican members of Congress coming out. Oh, John McCain's family is openly endorsing Joe Biden for president. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's like really politically not a lot to talk about. It's more like, you know, it's just uh Politically, it's like, yeah, uh, Joe Biden's the nominee, and we're going to vote for him and get rid of Trump and try to put things back together. Um, does anybody know something good on Netflix? I ran out of stuff. And to that, I say, watch I'm Not Okay With This. On Netflix, watch the show I'm Not Okay With This. It has two of the kids who are in It and It Chapter 2. Uh, but and, they, and, and the one guy is playing another character named Stanley. But it's a great show. If you're looking for a show to watch, watch I'm Not Okay With This. My daughter made me watch it. One of the best shows of the last few. So uh, it's, I, it's like Stranger Things level of good. So there you go. Well, let's, let's talk about the elephant in the room, though. What about the allegations of sexual misconduct? The allegations of sexual misconduct, you know what? The thing is I'm always looking for numbers. Because when somebody does this kind of thing, they don't stop at once. And right now we've got one person who is, by the way, a big fan of Vladimir Putin. And, will, and there are recordings of this woman very patiently explaining why a leader like Putin is exactly what the United States needs. Uh, and we've got one person. Uh, if, if we're talking a Bill Cosby thing where one woman comes forward and then you get another and another and another and another, I think it's going to be a problem. But the thing is, is that will not allow this to be a long story. He wants it to be a long story, but Trump is going to come out. If he hasn't already come out today, he's going to come out tomorrow morning, and he's going to say something so bone-achingly stupid that that's all the people are going to talk about for the rest of the weekend. Uh, that's why the allegations against Joe Biden haven't really hurt him uh, yet, because it doesn't stay in the news. And again, it's like when you talk about one person, anybody, even the most biggest victims' right advocate, will say with one person, you can't say a lot. Um, I don't think it's a problem unless you start getting a parade of people, even two or three, uh, who aren't pro-Putin, who were not, uh, you know, working for various people against Joe Biden uh, at various times. You know, show you know, show us another person or two. And then it becomes more of an issue, but I really don't think much is going to come of it. I think it's going to be one of those things where people talk about it for a day, but then the outrage of the week, uh, the next one comes along and the story just kind of dies. The very thing that's been helping Trump sometimes will probably wind up helping our side. Uh, as to whether or not I believe the allegations, it's not for me to say. I tend to believe the people making the accusation. Um, I'm always you know, keeping my bullshit detector on. And right now, anybody who says anything nice about Putin, I'm sorry, you're suspect. There's no way that you can go through what this country's gone through over the last four years inflicted on us by Putin uh, and various other forces uh, and not be suspicious. You have to be suspicious. So I want to see. Mm -hmm. if, if, if nobody else comes forward, the story's going to die fast because Trump will always come up with another reason to hate him. 
no matter how much someone may dislike Joe Biden, Trump will always give you a reason to hate him more. And it won't take too long for him to do it. So that that's pretty much where I'm at well, with that type of subject right now. Yeah. Well, I I hope that it's not true. But you know, I mean, and somebody who says, Go investigate it. No, investigate it again. Go ahead. Everything's open. Go check. Um, that gives me some comfort, but you right. know, listen, I, I'm a yeah. skeptic about a lot of things. I've, you know, I, I know women who have lied about such things. Um, right. I've been raped, so I do know from whence I speak about being assaulted. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I, you know, I, I, t- I didn't talk about it for a long time, but I certainly didn't wait until my perpetrator was running for an office of any kind, but that's me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just hope time. it's not true. Yeah. I don't want it to be true, but that doesn't make it not true. I just hope it's not true. You know what I mean? So that's my feeling right. on it. I I tend to believe victims, but I also know that sometimes people – have motivations for not telling the truth and it's just that simple. So And you know, we you all go. know that we all know that Donald Trump is a rapist. There is no doubt in my mind that Donald Trump is a rapist. I have no doubts that he wasn't indulging in underage girls with his buddy Jeffrey Epstein. I have zero doubt about any of that. There is all kinds of evidence yeah. and multiple accusers floating out there about that. So again, in a word it's like are you gonna feel comfortable voting for an accused rapist, well, if I'm vote, if the only other person who could get the office is a verified rapist, yeah, I'll take the accused one because at least there's still some doubt there. And it sounds like something really absurd to have to talk like that, but that's really where we're at. I, you know, it reminds me of a story of politics. This is a legendary one uh, because there was once a race in this country where the Democratic Party put out bumper stickers that said, vote for the crook, it's important. And this was down in Louisiana in the 1980s. And a guy was running for the, uh, for the governor's office uh, on the Republican ticket, a guy by the name of David Duke. And that's the first that most uh-huh. of us had ever heard David Duke was when he ran for governor <laughs> in Louisiana. Uh, and he was actually denying yeah. being the Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan then, even though there were all those nifty photographs of him in Clanbrough. And basically, the guy who won the Dem- and David Duke won the Republican nomination, and the guy who won the Democratic nomination was a guy who had been basically voted out of office because he was a crook, and he was a grifter, and he like embezzled money. And, but you know, but when it came down to the fact that either the crook or the Klansman was going to be the governor, Democrats and and other Republicans in the state started putting out bumper stickers that said. Vote for the crook. It's important. In other words, we know what we're getting with this guy. He's a crook. We'll keep an eye on him. But we just cannot be the state that elected a Klansman to be the governor. They didn't want that change. And so that's the story I say. It's like sometimes the choices suck, but the lesser of two evils does mean less evil. And in our world, less evil means more people live, less people die. And if COVID has taught us anything, the lesser of two evils means less people die. And so, you know, right. it's like that. So anybody who brings up these things, it's like you don't have to dismiss the allegations. You don't have to dismiss the subject matter, but you just have to provide context. Yes, this is troubling. Yes, the idea that we could be electing an accused rapist is troubling, except for the fact that we've got a confirmed rapist in there right now. So it's kind of like, you know, there, there's many there, there's many sides to these issues, and we are all going to learn all of them very quickly. And I just got to say real quick too, I think as we go forward, especially for kids that are like people that are my kids' age, these are not people who are going to be able to ever have any illusions about their politicians, about their musician, mm-hmm. musical artists, their favorites, their favorite actors. You know, because we're going to have all these people who have spent their entire lives online, every sorted little thing they've done or said is going to get dredged up, going to wind up becoming much more about, less about judging people by their lifestyle or their past actions and just judging their work. 
Uh, that's what's going to wind yeah. up becoming a thing for society. And that's kind of how we got to look at politics right now. Yes, we can clean this up, but we have to step up from absolute bottom. And it doesn't feel like an upgrade, but it is. Wow. Whoever thought we would get to this point, I'm telling you, I did not see this coming. Well, you know, I mean, that's just the thing. Like when you think about it, uh, right when evangelicals across America embraced Donald Trump as their political savior, a fucking plague happens. I mean, come on, people. Haven't you read your own fucking book? Don't you think that God might be pissed off at you this time? Come on, he sent you a plague. What are you going to think? A shit ton of locusts to come in and, and steal your firstborn? I mean, it's pretty unbelievable, right? Right. So, are you still predicting a Biden sweep for uh, the election? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, right now, the internal polling data is saying pretty, pretty strongly that Joe Biden is probably going to win Texas and Utah. Wow. So, if, things, if, if the election were held today... Joe Biden would stand a good chance of winning Texas and Utah. And you have to, you know, for a long time, the pillars that the Republicans based every victory on were Texas and Florida. Florida's up in the air, but if Texas starts going purple, they're even more fucked. Because the thing is, is that the idea of, you know, the, the Republican Party, once it starts collapsing nationally, is going to retreat into being a regional Southern party. But if they don't have Texas, if they can't depend on Texas, then it's going to be a third world nation that's going to rival the uh, old uh, famine relief relief commercials that we saw growing up about UNICEF and all that. The poverty is going to be about the same because Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, I mean, God, you know, Texas and Georgia are both threatening to go purple. And if that happens, the old South is even more fucked than they are now. What do you think is going to happen with this whole COVID thing? Because my understanding is that they're predicting the fall and winter are going to be pretty horrible here. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is that I was hoping things were going to start relaxing by then. But then, you know, I got to say, my, my the governor of my state, Mike DeWine, was doing so good for so long, listening to the scientists and the doctors and letting them make the decisions and making Ohio kind of a leader in how to react to this whole thing, but now he just totally caved to Trump, and he's starting to open shit up starting again today, and that is just, that is going to make the autumn here really, really bleak, I will say that. It's going to really get locked down starting in the autumn here, Um, and we can only hope that one of those vaccine trials that they're doing right now uh, is going to play out. Uh, the, the biggest thing is the time. They have to make sure that the vaccine's not going to kill you a year after you take it. And so that's why we're right. looking at next year before the vaccines could even think of coming. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, that's, and the hell of it is is that I really think the people who are, the people who are the most motivated to go out are the ones who are going to vote. And right now that's Democrats. And you take a look what happened yeah. in Wisconsin uh, when they tried to force, everything, you know, going on in that primary, safe Republican seats got swamped, got turfed out because, you know, (laughs) the Democrats are motivated. We'll fucking crawl two miles over ground glass uphill in the snow both ways to go vote against the son of a bitch. So, I mean, and, you know, people on the Republican side are far more interested in getting their hair done than they are in voting. I really think they are. So, that's crazy. uh, yeah, it's just, you know, Trump's going to learn that that 25% that he's been bending over backwards to please uh, for the last four years is not going to be enough to save him from a humiliating defeat, absolutely humiliating defeat. And the fact of the matter is, is that Trump can't try to monkey with postponing any elections because of the fact that his term is up in January of next year. And if there's no election by then, the president becomes Nancy Pelosi. And from what I've understood, mm-hmm. from, from what I understand, there are people within the Supreme Court 
Ruth Bader Ginsburg in particular, who said that if there's no election by that day, she is going to swear in Nancy Pelosi. And at which point, I think there's also been some messages from people in the military saying that they would take orders from her. So any thought that Trump had about trying to extend his term by delaying the election wouldn't work. By the Constitution, his his term is up on January 19th. 2021. So if you don't, if he doesn't want to hand the keys over to President Pelosi, it's going to have to happen. So right. he's real. It's, it's looking bleak for him because there are at least five states that have enough evidence to file charges against Trump right now. So that's in his future. I wish they would. I wish they would because I'm sick of this. I'm right. sick of him. I'm I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, New York State and California are both ready to file the day. So basically, they're going to file the charges before the sun sets on the day that he leaves office. Awesome. That would make me happy. So President Cuomo is doing a really good job. The president of New York, I'm sorry, that's how we've oh, yeah. been referring to him around here. He's pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. You know, I hear, you know, Listen, I'm from New York, and a lot of people are like, he's egomaniacal. And I'm like, yeah, he's our egomaniacal crazy fuck. I want my own crazy fuck for a change. Thank you. (laughs) Right. You're like, hey, he's an egotistical son of a bitch, but he's our egotistical son of a bitch. (laughs) Exactly correct. That is, and that's what we fucking need on our side. I'm just saying, yes, he's an ass. Yes, he's self-aggrandizing. You have to be to be a, a, a politician. I get it. I like him. I want my own shithead. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh. oh, and you want to talk about the aggressive. You know who is leading the VP sweepstakes amongst the Democrats right now? The woman who the the woman who made Jeff Sessions cry, Kamala Harris. So Oh, I thought it if, was Stacey Abrams. I thought no, for sure it was Stacey Abrams. No? Okay. Abrams, I'll take Kamala Stacey Harris. Abrams, I love her. <laughs> well, that's the thing too, is that she Stacey Abrams is very popular, but she doesn't have the pull with the Hillary voters the way that Kamala Harris does. And right uh, now Kamala Harris is in the is in the is in the lead, uh followed up close mm-hmm. behind by Liz Warren and Stacey Abrams. Um mm-hmm. I know that Joe Biden has been having a lot of meetings with Liz Warren and she's been explaining to him how to reach out to her people and he's starting to move his policies towards hers in a lot of ways. Uh, getting a little more adventurous because she's explaining to him how we can get this done and why it's a good idea. See, it's it's good to have someone who knows how to explain things. You know what I mean? But uh, yes, I, I mean I, yes. you know, and I would I would personally love to see either Liz Warren or uh, Bernie Sanders become head of the Securities and Exchange. Uh, the the, mm-hmm. the people look nigh over Wall Street. So, how put. Put Bernie in the SEC chair, man. Then they'll really be shitty turnips. That would be hilarious to watch. Um, but also, that's the thing, too, is that Kamala Harris comes from California. She fundraises like a dynamo. She has a lot of connections in Hollywood with a lot of deep pockets. And uh, that's also a main job of a vice presidential candidate is lining up the big checks. And Kamala Harris knows all of the Hollywood liberals, so she can line things up. But then also, Joe is also getting a first-rate small-dollar donation uh, operation put together because Liz, uh, Liz Warren has loaned her people to the, uh, to the Biden campaign. So, you know, the, Ooh, the, the, nice. it's getting set up well. But like I said, you know what? I think part of the uh, race against Trump is going to be talking about not just the criminal in the White House, but all the criminals that he's put in government. And I think Joe Biden is going to run on the idea that he is going to put Vice President Kamala Harris in charge of rooting up, rooting out all of the corrupt Trump criminals from 
office and getting them prosecuted, such as coordinating, you know, uh, you know, hearings and that kind of thing, and doing a vice presidential commission on the the incredible breadth of illegality that happened, and pushing for laws to be put in place that will make it easier to prosecute outright corruption within government. And that could be part of a clean government initiative. The Democrats can use this, you know, this incredible Trump crime family to start putting in real reforms to make sure that people don't have a revolving door from the executive branch into push lobbying jobs, that kind of thing. There could easily be a big push to clean up government while rooting the Trump people out. And putting a former prosecutor in charge of that isn't a bad idea. So, No, not at all. Not at all. I think that'd be brilliant, actually. I want to see Kamala Harris get a chance to cross-examine Jared Kushner, uh, at, you know, when he's sworn in in front of Congress, okay? I want to see her cross-examine yeah. and just make him scream for mommy. <laughs> yes. Oh, that would be glorious. But uh, you know, I'm right now. I'm so concerned about states opening early. It's very nerve-wracking. Yeah. I've got friends who live all over the country, obviously, who are under different restrictions depending on where they are. You know, in North Carolina. We were fortunate enough to have pretty much uh, a governor who actually cares, but I'm concerned about the pressure. He's a Democrat, so it's not like the pressure is all coming from Trump, but it's coming from, you know, the constituency that takes this all as a fucking theory and not as a reality. And I think that's so incredibly dangerous right now um, I, I mean, I'm at a loss because I work with some of these fucking conspiracy morons and, you know, they went from one day saying, oh, it's a hoax to the next day saying, well, stay six feet away from me. Well, it's, you can't have it both ways, you moron. It's either a hoax or it's not a hoax. If it's a hoax, right. what the hell are you worried about? But if it's not a hoax, you need to shut up and agree that your president is a moron. But, man, they just they, they cannot put two and two together to save their lives. And it's really frustrating. It is. And, it's, you know, I have, I have no longer any tolerance of extreme stupidity when I see people, COVID-19 conspiracy stuff. I just say, this post kills people and you are an attempted murderer. And people are like, oh, don't you think you're wow. being hard on them? No, I'm not being hard on them. I'm being fucking honest. I'm being brutally honest. It's like this isn't a fucking game. And spreading misinformation that's going to make people take stupid risks, that costs lives. It's not just, you know, people yeah. got to understand, you have a right to free speech, but you also have responsibilities that come with that. And if you're not yeah. going to own up to your responsibility, then I'm going to fucking call you on it. Because that's my freedom of speech, son of a bitch. You know, that's just the way I look at it. Well, I mean, but that's true. It is a two-way street. If I'm supposed right. to protect your rights, I'm, I'm going to protect mine as well or, or make every attempt to do so. My fear is when it comes to states reopening too soon, um, the pressure that people are going to feel to show up in spaces that are not safe. Um, right. And I'm concerned that we're going to lose a lot of people who are not conspiracy theorists, uh, you know, more than we've already lost. It's going to be, you know, I was forced to do this because my employer insisted everything was fine because the president said so. Um, I mean, right. this is where politics can cost you your life in a right. very real regard. And it's it's just really scary to me. Right, and yeah, we sure are fortunate right now. It. My wife works; she does uh, medical billing. So the company she works for is pretty much told people to be prepared to work from home for the rest of the summer. And so we're really fortunate in that, you know, she works for somebody who understands the stakes, and they're not going to 
they're not going to pack people into a room anytime soon because they understand the stakes. They pay the, you know, they process all the payments for the bill. Um, and I, sure. what I'm just telling people, if you're stuck in a state like Ohio and they're trying to reopen, if you have the ability to just continue to socially distance, just continue, act like nothing's changed and, uh, you know, and use caution when you go out. And, you know, that's just what you got to do, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to continue. We're going to work on this house. We're going to work on my mom's house, but these are two spaces where we can be by ourselves and we don't have to interact with people, uh, you know, uh, and we can, you know, we're still just going to keep on and she's going to work from home. And everybody out there, just keep doing this. Just keep persisting. Uh, you don't have to go along with your state if you're able to. If right. you've got your job messing with you, then that's just fucked up. Um, but if you're able to, just keep socially distancing. Just act like nothing's changed. So that's just the best that anybody can do right now. Because we're going to be dealing with this later. And let me tell you something. People who are like, the economy, the economy. Listen, we could be looking at a million people dead by the middle of winter. Uh, so if you don't think that's not going to tank the economy worse than being shut down for a year would be, then you don't understand the economy. Agreed. Agreed. And, you know, I'm affected by Michigan because a lot of what I deal with comes from that state. And, you know, part of me is like, oh, poor, you know, Michigan, oh, you know, nothing's going to happen for me until Michigan reopens. And then it's like, you know, the human cost of things, and I have a lot of respect for their governor because she's really <laughs> fucking trying. Um, yeah, it's so a really like, tough job. You know, it is a tough job. And, you know, it's like I'm of two minds. It's like would I like things to, to start working again? Sure, but I don't want people to die because of it. So, you know. Right. I guess I guess I'm willing to deal with what we've been dealing with, you know, longer because I don't want people I don't want that on my conscience. I you know, I don't want people to die just because it would help me financially. You know what I mean? I mean, that's a shit thing. So, I don't know. I right. I just hope she's okay because you know, people do and say a lot of stupid things when they're scared, you know, and they lash oh, out yeah. at the wrong people. All these people that are lashing out need to be lashing out at the right person because they're not. You know, the person who should have told them the truth about this is the guy they elected. It's, it's not anybody else's fault. I don't understand the disconnect in their heads that they don't get that. Right. He lies all the time. Every fucking briefing, he lies more. It's I've never seen anything like it. And the way he just dismisses people that don't want to be quote unquote nice to him, it's no one's job to be nice to him. Could you imagine if Barack Obama said, I'm not helping red states because they're not nice to me? Are yeah. you serious? You know, Mitch Mc. You think Mitch McConnell would have put up with that shit? Not I just that, but I mean, not. take a look at. I mean, that's you know another thing that's gonna you know that's going on right now, and we know it's going on, and it's people are still acting baffled by it. But uh, the fact that uh, Trump is having federal authorities steal medical supplies from the state, inter- intercepting yeah. of masks and ventilators. And seizing that for no really valid reason, you just know that when President Biden and Vice President Harris get in and Vice President Harris has her commission, there's going to be mass. I I will bet you money that that stuff is being taken and sold to Russia and sold back to China at profit for the Trump crime family. And that all the money is going into his account. I will guarantee you that they're going to find something like that later. Um, so you just, there's just so many levels of this that's going on. It's just ridiculous. I mean, I just never thought people would talk about, 
corrupt politicians. It's like you have no idea. You know, this is not what people would think of as corrupt politicians. They're just way worse than that, way beyond that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. It, it's beyond tell you, it's going to be fun. It's going to be yeah. fun reading the, uh, the, the tell-all books after this, this is all over. Uh, those that that'll be the enjoyable part for me is all the political tell-all books that that'll be coming out yeah. over the next few years. I'm behind a few because ever since I put out my new novel, The Sorceress, now available in ebook and paperback uh, on Amazon.com, nice. uh, I haven't had as much time to read political stuff lately. I've been reading because you know. I'm reading books by these other authors, and they're reading my book, and I finally got my first review of, of my new book on my Amazon page, and that kind of thing. So I haven't been reading that many political books, but I probably will in the next couple of years carve out some time just to enjoy some of them. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're just tired. They're making me tired, Tals, and they're just making me tired. I mean, really. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can dig that. Well, you know what? You've got a big weekend ahead of you, so why don't we just do some shameless plugging here? And, uh, you know, first, do it. First, Love it. first, before I plug my stuff, I just want to plug uh, there is one of the things I love most about social media is getting to connect with some of my entertainment figures uh, that I have admired my entire life. And one of the people that is on my Facebook friends list, who I was a big fan of hers uh, in the 80s when I was a teenager, is the stand-up comedian Elaine Boozler. And uh, Elaine Boozler oh does a I lot of stuff. <clears throat> you love Elaine. I love Elaine. These, she's actually married to the uh, former manager for the Doors these days. And she does a lot with uh, animal rescue and helping abused animals. But right now on Amazon Prime, Every single one of Elaine Boozler's one-hour stand-up comedy specials from the 80s is available on Prime Video. So if you're an Amazon nice. Prime member, you, you can stream yep. all five of them for, you know, for no extra cost. And again, if you're looking for something to lift your spirits during you know, this time of quarantine and that kind of stuff, you you know you you couldn't do it much better than Elaine Boozler's old comedy specials, and like I said, they're all on Amazon right now. And she is a wonderful person. Uh-huh. I've messaged back and forth with her a few times on Facebook, uh, and she's all I could always depend on her to say something funny to lift my spirits in very intense news days. And she's been a really good Facebook friend. And I want to let everybody else know that if you want to see a superior stand-up comedian from the 1980s, Elaine Boozler, on Amazon Prime this month, and uh, I think next month, too. So go ahead and check them out. And, uh, mm-hmm. and also, also, one of my favorite musicians from the 1980s, a guy named Ron Keel, started out in Steeler with Ingve Malmsteen, later had the band Keel that had such MTV hits as The Right to Rock and Tears of Fire and because the night on the old headbangers ball, Ron Keel is also uh-huh. my Facebook friend and the Ron Keel band has a brand new album coming out. Uh, go ahead and check it out at ronkeel.com. You can also check out Ron Keel on Patreon. He's got a bunch of stuff on there, but these days he is doing good old fashioned country metal. It's like Southern heavy metal and Southern rock put together really good stuff. Definitely. Check that out. And also Tim Owens, hometown boy, Tim Ripper Owens, former lead singer of Judas Priest. Um, he, huh. is putting, he is putting a lot of stuff out on his Facebook this month, reminding me he has a bunch of projects he's been on in the last few years. Um, definitely check out Spirits of, Spirit of Fire, which is an, uh, a band he had with Kit, Chris Caffrey from Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Uh, so there's some oh, great... Wow. Great heavy metal with Tim Ripper Owens on there. Uh, definitely go check out his official page on Facebook, and he's putting everything out there. I opened up for Tim Owens once, way, way, way back when, uh, at a time that he probably doesn't remember. So that's uh, uh-huh. <laughs> so that's that's fun stuff. But uh, hmm. wow, 
And now for my own shameless plug stuff, uh, anybody out there who order, pre-ordered a paperback, they are going to be put in the mail, I believe, tomorrow. They are on their way. And for being such great sports, while I was having a problem with Amazon getting the paperback uh, printed, anybody who did a pre-order, you're getting a proof copy uh, that is never going to be for sale. So that's your bonus. You're getting an autographed proof copy for being so patient and waiting for me to figure this out with Amazon. But the paperback is out. You can go to Amazon.com to uh, to buy it. You can also go to TallisonG.com. That has a link to get to the Sorcerer's page on Amazon. It's, of course, available in Kindle format as well as paperback. And uh, coming up this month, I am going to be announcing several big sales. I am going to be doing a one more sale of my pagan romantic comedy movie dark of moon uh because i've got about i've got about 12 or 13 copies of imperfect love my romance novel i put out a couple of years ago and i'm going to be doing a special bundle deal because the romance novel is kind of a quasi sequel to dark of moon my romantic comedy set in the neo-pagan world that i shot about a decade ago uh and you're going to be able to get both the book and the dvd for 15 bucks as a two-pack, uh, or for uh, $25, I'm going to be doing the complete Talos and Govanin collection, which will get you the movie, which will get you the romance novel, and will get you a copy of my new novel, The Sorceress, in paperback, uh, everything signed by the author. Uh, so basically, keep an eye out. You're going to be able to get Dark of Moon for $10, uh, Dark of Moon and the sequel novel for 15 or both of my novels and my movie for 25. And I'll be putting that out both on talisong.com as well as on my Facebook page. So as I get, I've, I've ordered the copies to come in for me to offer these. So once I get everything in, I will announce the sales and we will be off. And, and also, oh, and also I'm going to be doing some online classes this month. Uh, I'll keep nice. an eye on my Facebook page for information on when my online classes are going to be. I'm going to be doing a workshop on self-publishing. I'm going to be doing another workshop on ritual construction uh, in the cyber age. So that, that's, that's all going to be coming up in the next four or five weeks, and well as me trying to get a house ready for sale and start to draw plans to do a major renovation of this house. So Wonka Bar, here I come. Uh, <laughs> before... Before we let you go, I just wanted to ask, because I'm not aware, what is the current status of uh, Starwood this year? Okay, we have no official word as of yet, but I am just going to tell everybody out there, I wouldn't look to see any of your favorite festivals happening this summer. I just don't see a lot of them happening. We have no official word on most of them yet. I know the, uh, I believe that Sirius out at Brushwood has already been canceled. Uh, I think all of uh -huh. the events out at Brushwood, of course, being part of New York State, you know, they're on a much more severe lockdown than some other states are. But the thing is, with a lot of these right. festivals, I don't care what they are. The problem with trying, even if your state doesn't have a really bad uh, amount of COVID-19 cases, um, the thing is, is that you're going to have a lot of people who are just going to be afraid to go to a big gathering this summer, and I can't blame a single one of them. And the thing is, a lot of these little festivals are going year to year. So if you have a really shitty year one year and you lose a lot of money, you may not be able to throw that festival the next year. So a lot of these festivals are probably going to wind up canceling just because it's better to wait a year than to try to put on a festival that nobody comes to and that prevents you from ever holding the festival again. So uh, right. I really, I wouldn't, you know, the thing is we're going to be, there's all kinds of festival stuff that's going to be going on online. We're going to be doing online classes. Um, and, you know, there's also going to be a thing, I think some of the boondockers that I've been talking to online these are people who like to go out and camp in wild places. It's like dry camping. You're not going to a campground where there are facilities. Um, uh, but there's a bunch of us who are talking about going out and boondocking and then connecting via our phones and doing like, yeah, we're, we're sitting out by the fire at the festival. 
and hey, somebody's playing drums and you know that kind of stuff. So, you know, you make it where you can. Yeah. Um, you know, we're we're probably going to find some camping places where another one of our friends could come and you know set up campsites like twenty feet away from each other, and then we could hang out across the bonfire like ten feet away from each other and just enjoy maybe a little drumming and you know, everybody having their own drink and or pipe because we won't be passing it. And just little things right. like that. You know, you can find find your find your fellowship where you can find it. Uh and there's also, you know, Facebook Messenger has video functions, Twitter has video functions. Uh I got my yeah. cannabis prescription after doing a doctor's appointment over Zoom. So wow. the wonders never cease. <laughs> Right? Oh, boy. Well, right. you know what? I think you're right. I think we're going to wrap it for the night. Talison, always a pleasure. Good luck with all of the renovations. I'm really right. looking forward to talk, talking to you in, in June and see where we're at with things and see how things develop. Right. And congratulations on getting your, your card, your your medical card. That's awesome. Yes. Oh, and let me tell you something, you know, if we don't have festivals happening this year, we're talking about, you know, the, the renovations we're talking about doing to the house are going to include a pool and a hot tub. So if there ain't no festivals going on, you just got to come up here to our house and spend a weekend once we get the pool and the hot tub in. Okay. So that sounds great. I'd love it. We'll do a live show from my backyard. Come on. That would be fun. Dude, they canceled yeah. Penzik. This is the first yes. time they have ever canceled war. I went, what? Yep. Excuse me? Seriously, it was Penzik 49 this year. I'm like, there's no I know. way. I've been going since 11. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, you know, Holy it's like, crap. oh, yeah. Oh, just crazy. Okay. Well, then I am going to go off and go have a conversation with Mr. Wonka. I will catch you <laughs> and everybody out there next month. Same bad time, same bad channel. Dallison out. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.